0: What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Ozzy, and you are listening to The Strut Talk, where we face our anxieties with a little boldness. First off, let's just pause and take a moment because we did it, y'all. We did it. There's no anxiety source of this episode, just a moment of celebration that we completed the first season of the podcast, which is a major milestone for me because this is something that I didn't think I'd actually commit to doing and that I'd actually see materialize. So let's just, you know, snap it up, clap it up. I'm very excited. And I've got to say, I've been so blessed and honored and grateful to have received so much support in this first season. So many people have reached out to me and told me how certain episodes or the podcast itself has been really helpful, really, Interesting, really engaging for them. And I think one of the biggest, biggest things for me, aside from being able to come on here and talk to some amazing people, shout out to all the guests who supported me in this first season, all my friends who are just some real ones who are doing dope stuff and paving their own ways. Thank you all so much for coming out. Um, aside from having them on the podcast, I was floored when I also got great feedback from my mommy and You know, of course, we can always say that our parents are always going to be juice for us and happy for us and excited about, you know, whatever we do. But I think it's another thing when your parents listen to what you're putting out into the world and then reach out and engage with you about the material that you shared and how it impacted them. And more specifically, my mom and I got to talk a little bit deeper about anxiety and how that shows up in her life and in my life and ways we're both working through it and giving each other tips and tricks. And it just like felt like a moment to really deepen our understanding of the other person through anxiety, which even though my mom has always been the main person getting me through my anxious moments, being able to talk to her candidly about it because she listened to my episode on anxiety was amazing. And it just reminded me that this podcast And what i wanted to do to foster safe space for us to have good conversations with one another and leave feeling a little bit better than when we came in knowing that that is what this podcast is actually doing even so close at to home as in with my mom i'm so grateful i'm so grateful and so just shout out to us shout out to us you know it was a rough season y'all was here with me with my inconsistent drops but We made it through and I'm so excited to continue this journey, but we definitely have to pause and celebrate and just celebrate for a second because we need to do that more often and get into the habit of being like, yes, girl, I did that. We did that. So shout out to us. In honor of wrapping up season one of the podcast, I thought I would do a cute little special episode, a recap of CultureCon, which was absolutely awesome amazing because it just was an event that actually reinvigorated my commitment to this podcast. And I'm like, if I'm going to leave y'all for a little bit, for a little break, then I'm going to leave y'all on a high note, even though the last episode left us on a very high note, which if you haven't listened, go back and listen. I wanted to come here and add this on top of it because y'all, I couldn't stop smiling like everyone says that Disneyland is the happiest place on earth and I, I kind of agree. I've always generally feel pretty happy at Disneyland. This probably topped Disneyland for me in this moment. I couldn't stop smiling, talking to people and engaging with the material they were putting out. It was just one of the most amazing experiences. And it also just, like said, fueled my passion for creating and knowing that I'm about to really create the world the journey, the career for myself that I'm looking for, because I'm already doing it right now. So I wanted to come on here. Yeah, like I said, recap of CultureCon, but also give you all some takeaways because, you know, not everyone is able to go to this event and that's totally fine because what we're doing and what that conference was all about was being able to share and encourage one another. So before we go out for a few weeks, maybe months, to get ourselves together, recalibrate and figure out how season two should look like, whatever season two for you looks like, whether it's about to launch your business or start your own podcast or get your art out there, whatever it is. I thought, let me come on here and share what I learned, share the goodies, and you know, maybe I'll see you there next year. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. So first off, we have to do a major shout out to the organizers of the event, the Creative Collective NYC. Let me just say that it is really hard to put on an event. I don't think that anyone needs to be told this. I think we can all objectively say it will be hard, but just to reiterate, it is very hard. In college, I used to put on events at the center I worked at, and the amount of time and thought that goes into it to make this seamless experience for the audience. It's a lot, it's a lot. To have an event at this magnitude and have it be so easy and enjoyable. I think that was a 10 out of 10. Like I have no complaints. It was a 10 out of 10. And we just got a shout out to them because I've been to a lot of events and I've had a lot of complaints and this, I don't think there's not even a, there's no, there, I have no complaints. I'm not one of those people who goes around nitpicking, looking for something to talk about. There just simply is nothing that I have to say other than I had a ball. And from the moment I got there at 10 a.m. to the moment I left at 6.30 p.m., all I could think was, wow, they really did that. So we have to shout it out to them. We have to shout it out to Excellence, POC Excellence and just your work is seen it's appreciated you made me feel as an attendee special and that is hard to do especially when you're putting on an event for hundreds of people but i felt so special i felt so important and i felt so nourished and i've never been to an event that's made me feel like that before like sometimes like yeah you'll have those feelings while you're at the event like for like momentary bursts but from The start to the finish, I felt so good and so poured into. And I just gotta clap it up for them, phenomenal. And I honestly would like to be engaged with it somehow next year. So we're gonna figure out how that happens. But now that we've given our flowers, because first off, you always gotta give the flowers. Let's talk a little bit about what CultureCon is. So as stated, CultureCon was founded by the Creative Collective, NYC, and that's an agency dedicated to creating community and brave spaces for creatives and young professionals of color. It's been going on for six years as of 2023, and I believe it started in New York and they branched out to the West Coast, okay? Brought it on over to us over here who are thirsty for these kind of things, and It was like said beautiful. It's a mix of different things going on, right? So we had speakers, but we also had experiences. We also had small businesses vending. We had food vendors. We had gangs, we had bars, we had an assortment of things that were just like you know, something for everybody. Um great programming. It was, it was just phenomenal. And then if you're also lucky and on it, you can also catch the things that are happening during the week in preparation for the big event. Essentially, if someone were to ask me, what did you feel was, what was your takeaway of what it is? I felt like it was a space for creatives, whatever that might look like to you to come together and to really figure out how they can step into and embody that identity and how they can further propel their careers forward. And you know, we all need that, especially if you're in a field where it's not their clear set path, it can be really easy to lose yourself along the way. And aside from already feeling generally imposter syndrome, it just might be hard because the representation is not always there. So I would say that this was a space to really be reminded that you belong, that you are a value, that your work is necessary and to connect because y'all, I made business cards, okay? I made business cards to put myself out there, to put the podcast out there. I've been kind of hesitant. I've been kind of afraid to do it. I've been a little bit like, I'm a little bit embarrassed because it's not as perfect as I would like it to be yet. But no, I was like, if you're going to CultureCon, then you have to have something that you can give people. and. Network, And I would definitely say it was about reminding yourself of who you are as a creative and then networking and being inspired to continue the journey. Fantastic event. Like I said, loved it so much. I highly recommend it. I highly, highly, highly recommend it to anyone who's in New York because it is taking place October 6th, bitch. Y'all already know that's my birthday, so it's a very special day, so I already know it's gonna be super popping over there. But it's taking place in New York October 6th to the 7th. So you know, buy your ticket, get out there, go mingle, go mix, go get inspired. And if you're in LA or anywhere near LA in the surrounding area, be on the lookout for next year, sign up to their newsletter because you already know you're gonna wanna be there, you're gonna wanna be a part of it, you're gonna wanna feel the way I'm feeling right now, okay? I'm feeling really good. And that's why I got on here to make this episode. It is midnight, I should be in bed, I have work, but I was like, nope, this is more important to me right now. I loved all of the programming. I wanted to be at all of the panels. It was also really cool to see some friends on the panels Shout out to Folahontis, that was really dope. But I think I'm just gonna go ahead and focus on the speakers because I took down a couple of notes, y'all, and I felt like this would be really helpful for someone else who needs to hear these reminders. So there's four speakers that I'm gonna wait, are there for and toi, cat. Yes. Okay, so there's four speakers that I was like, yeah, let me let me get this down to share with the folks because this is making me feel really good. So We first got to open up the day, the morning, with the brilliant Donye Taylor, who is the founder of Tailored Consulting, and she's a content creator and marketing consultant. And she basically just shared advice on how to really step into your creativity and to really take your creative career to the next level. And what she called this was level two. Level two. And what my main takeaway of her definition of level two was, was basically learning how to embody and inhibit that space where you're operating at like a whole different mindset where you've tapped in. She gave us five things that you need to do to be able to enter level two. First one was having a passionate inspiration. The second one was education and research on what that passion is. What does it look like to kind of get that passion to thrive? What does it look like in that field that you're interested in? Just trying to figure out your angle. The third one was enlightenment and illumination. The fourth one was planting and cultivation. And then the fifth one was strategic execution. I just loved hearing that breakdown because I think sometimes we can get lost in the sauce of what does it look like, but having someone actually break down each step was really cool because then you can track where you're at with something right like i'm a visual person so i need to see where i'm at and i think that when you can see the process it makes it a bit easier to situate yourself i also love that she pointed out that whatever you're doing it kind of needs to bring something to the audience right it needs to bring something to The person that you are trying to convince to see value in your product, because when, of course, whatever we're doing, we are valuable human beings just in our whole presence. Right. But especially in doing something where we're trying to make a creative career or you're a business person like. You want to identify what it is that your thing is doing. She kind of gave like three the three main things that your product should be doing. It's either one, saving time, two, making people feel good, or three, fixing a problem that people have. For instance, if I'm like into podcasting and writing, my whole goal is that I want people to feel good, right? Like the whole center of this, when I made this podcast was essentially to tackle things that make us anxious, to tackle conversations that make us uncomfortable because I know it makes me feel better and I know that it also makes someone else feel better because I've talked to friends, I've talked to other, you know, people around me when I'm sharing things about my anxiety and then people like, hey, I can relate to that. My whole goal is to make us all feel seen, make us all feel heard, and make us feel better than when we first turned on the podcast. And when I write the whole point of me writing short stories and fiction. What I want is for when someone picks that up, I want them to feel seen. I want their experience to feel validated. And yeah, shout out to Donye for really like helping me remember and then articulate what it is I want my actual creative product to do. Another thing that I love that Donye said was, you need to have a way for your community to reach you off of social media. This one was so big because I think that we are so dependent on social media and that's myself included. But in the thousand plus people that follow me, there's going to be a subset of people who are really following what's going on with the podcast. And those are the people who you want to be able to transport off of IG and into a cute little community, like a little newsletter subscription community or something, or just some kind of community that is not so dependent on what's happening on social media. Because like Donye said, what happens if IG goes down or who knows what this next iteration of technology is going to take us down to? Where is my audience going to go to find me? And that's the question that I love that she asked. And then I'm asking you now on the other line, where would your audience go to find you if not for social media. And you know, <laughs> that's a good thing to be thinking about. And I'm gonna be thinking about it. And I have a couple cool ideas. So y'all stay tuned because that one is going to be super, super fun. I'm, I've got something brewing and look at CultureCon already feeding me. It's literally been like maybe <laughs> barely 24 hours and I, I walked out of there with ideas, y'all. Two more things about what Donye said that really stuck with me when we had an opportunity to ask questions. Somebody was asking about how to approach being a multi-hyphenate. And I thought this was really important for all of us to hear because in today's day and world, so many of us are operating and doing so many different things, right? And that's good. It's important to have different streams of income and also, just kind of mentally and emotionally, I feel like it's it's fun to have other things going, to not be stagnant and in the same thing and doing a repetitive motion every day, which is fine because some people like that. Some people like the routine. That's totally fine. But all I mean to say by that is that we're very dynamic human beings. So it makes sense to me that we've kind of shifted from a culture where people stay at a job for... 30 plus years and now people are like at a job for two to five years and then moving on to something else and people are doing multiple things like like me I'm a lawyer I'm a podcaster I'm a writer but these are all things that are super interesting to me that fuel me and make me feel excited for each day and that if someone were like oh pick it would be really hard to figure out how to pick because I don't think I've been coming more into tune with this, but I don't think that there's any one thing in my life that I want to do forever except kick my feet up and watch TV from time to time. That's the desire that I have to just be on a beach and you know look outside and lay down and sleep and be at ease. Be at ease is something I'd want for myself fully, but definitely I am someone who's like, ah oh, like I don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again. So All that to say, that is really an important question because in the mix of being people that have multi passions and different things going for ourselves, it's so easy to lose yourself or lose sight of how to elevate yourself or leverage your skills when there's so many different things going on. But Danyé basically was saying that we should have a hedgehog. So she described the hedgehog as the one thing that you can do or create efficiently. Use that as your hedgehog to get you into the rooms that you're interested in being, and then use that leverage to get into the next things that you're interested in. So again, thinking about myself as an example, I'm like, I love writing. Writing has always been something that I've definitely wanted to actually do and I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like for me now but I submit my writings to things and I'm currently trying to just you know get some things published but writing takes me a significant amount of time because I have to think about what I'm writing and not only just think I have to dream about what it looks like and imagine it and then I have to just actually set a time aside to write and then even when I'm done and I wrote the thing I need to polish it. And I've been working on a piece for some years now. It's a short story piece that I've been working on for years. And it's had so many iterations, but that's the thing with writing. You're never quite just done. There's always gonna be more that you could do. There is a point though where you kind of have to be done to submit. And I've kind of reached that point for sure. But just writing is not the thing for me that I can do very efficiently under the understanding of the hedgehog idea and concept however podcasting is something that I can do a little bit more efficiently like I know y'all I know I'm not dropping episodes every every week I'm not I'm not but I never told you I was gonna do that I never said that but it is something that I can do a little bit more regularly it is something that I'm so passionate about it is something that allows me to communicate and socialize and do the things that I'm interested in and for that reason podcasting is kind of the thing that I'm letting push me into rooms that I'm interested in being in which are creative rooms and from that I'm able to kind of branch off and meet other writers and do other things and you know one day we're gonna figure out how this all melts. but for now as I take my time with writing this could be the thing that still allows me to lay claim and ownership over my creative identity. Moving on to the second speaker, it was the Sterling K. Brown, which first off, I already liked Sterling K. Brown. I've always thought he's a very talented actor and I am very familiar with some of his shows. And I've always really enjoyed things that I see him acting in. So it was cool to be able to see him on the stage, but I was not expecting him to be as hilarious as he is. This man is funny as He's funny. He was so naturally and easily funny. It just felt like we was chopping it up with a friend. But he had a couple gems as well. If Donye's was about practicality and what to do, Sterling was about the reminder that you can do. And one of the things he said that I, I, I need to keep reminding myself is, God's yes is more important than any person's no. And especially when you're trying to do something creative, especially when you're trying to do something even non-creative, but that is different and that not everyone is doing or not everyone understands, it can be really easy to get turned away from what you want to do. But what I love that Sterling reminded us is that when you feel that yes, when you feel that connection to spirit, to God, and it's that yes, like that is the feeling that should fuel your choice. And it was a good reminder to hear because sometimes I can let my fear be disguised as practicality and I can it can be hard for me to tune out some of the noise. But on that same line, he also included that reminder of as long as that yes is clear in your head, then it doesn't matter what anyone says. And ultimately to embrace the unknown. Those are literally things that I, I'm still working through I can see things clear in my head, but I'm still at that place where I'm trying to remind myself it doesn't matter what anyone says, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. Just keep going, just keep going. And I'm gonna do a little quick little story time here. Like I said, I was preparing business cards to share at Culture Con because I wanted to put myself out there, I wanted to put my podcast out there. The night before, I was just thinking, like, nobody gives a nobody cares what you have to say. Like, Nobody cares, like, nobody cares about these damn business cards, nobody cares about this damn podcast. Like, you look stupid, you look dumb. Like, who cares? People are gonna look at you and laugh, like, they're gonna look at this stupid card and be like, Are you serious, girl? Like, all these negative, really mean thoughts. And I had to take a step back and remind myself that my only goal in terms of the business cards was to make sure that I know that I see my work as valuable. I believe in my work so much that I'm willing to share it with the world. And whether you believe in it is your own choice, but I believe in it enough that I'm legitimizing it in a way that feels good to me. And then my one practical goal for CultureCon was to give out just one business card, just one business card Unfortunately, fortunately i gave out quite a few quite a few i gave out one before i even entered the event and it wasn't on some like oh here take a business card it was really like i wanted it to be authentic interactions and it was just so organic in those ways and in doing that i had to remind myself that i see what i'm doing i know what i'm doing in the sense of what i believe in i believe in this podcast i believe in myself i believe in where i'm going and I'm sharing that with the world and his points reminded me of what it is and why it is and yes it is so thank you mr. Brown I also really appreciate the embracing the unknown because who knows where the hell we're going who knows what the hell is going on and who knows where the hell your career or your passion is gonna take you but again the thing that can anchor you like let your the narrative you tell yourself, the positive narrative, not the negative self-doubt, but the positive narrative of who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it for, let that be the anchor and let that yes be the constant reminder that yes, you're going to do it, sis, because God said yes. God said yes. The third speaker, the third out of our four was Victoria Monet who this is also another thing that I didn't even say before. Black people, melanin. I've just like, everybody looks so good, so good, so, so good. The skin was just glowing, the outfits were just popping, the hair was out. It was like everyone looked so good, everyone looked so good from attendees to speakers to volunteers, to vendors, to everybody just look good. And it was just like, no, this is not just some LA stuff. This is just people who are excited and the light, the light of people were just shining through and creating like, it was an aura y'all. It was like an aura of good vibes. You know how rare it is to find that in today's day and age where every... Okay, anyhow, getting distracted. All I'd say everybody looked good, including Miss Victoria Monet. She's so beautiful and I'm only now getting a little bit more into her music, but I'm so happy I caught her because I am familiar with her. I have heard her name, and I know she's done really incredible work. And she maybe gave one of the sweetest lines, one of the sweetest inspos of the day. If Donye was our practical guide on launching and sustaining your career and leveling up, and Sterling was about the inspiration and how to sustain the feeling when you level up, then Victoria was all about understanding the energy of what it feels like, the mental state, the mentality, the emotional state to really be able to sit in that frequency of level two, of success, of your yes. You know, I feel like everyone's always like, you have to know how to talk to yourself. She gave such a cute one, though, of like using one of your baby pictures as your screensaver. And whenever you start to talk mess to yourself, to look at that picture and say those things to that picture, to say those things to that baby version of you. So all that crap I was just talking about with the business cards, that would be like me talking that crap to a little image, a little like three-year-old, six-year-old, whatever age of myself that has so much light and excitement for the things I was going to do. That's like looking at her and telling her, you're stupid, you're dumb. When people are like, oh, you wouldn't talk to a friend the way that you talk to yourself. And I'm like, that is very true. But I don't get to see myself on the other end. So it's easier in my head to say that. And then when the time comes around, I'm like, girl, to hell with you. But if I were to actually see myself, I think I, I would be forced to be even nicer even calmer even just at the very most pause because that's not who i want that's not the story i want to speak to myself at all and then something so general that she said that i was like you i appreciate that reminder as well was you can speak yourself into a better feeling and frequency she was sharing in that particular moment her postpartum depression which honestly one i just have to say appreciate when people who have experienced that share that because it's a very difficult thing I can imagine and all the things that are changing and happening in that moment from having the baby from you know shifting your understanding of self from now it's no longer just you but it's also this child and the the immense changes that are happening in that moment I can only imagine how it must feel like to try to sort things out to find yourself again So I appreciate when people can share that vulnerability because that's not easy to do. But either way, she was speaking about that moment and sharing about how she would soothe herself out of those kind of things. And obviously talking to yourself is not the only thing that's gonna solve a depressive state, but at the very least, learning how to talk to yourself and welcoming the new energy that a refreshed spirit in words can do for you. I think is an element of getting yourself to a better, healthier space. Maybe not the only singular solution, but definitely a nice supplement to what you can do. We we already know that, you know, mind over matter, right? For lack of better words, but especially when you're doing something that where you're facing a lot of imposter syndrome, where you're questioning yourself, where you're you're unsure of things, right? where it will be easy to to just give up in defeat it's the words the narrative that you tell yourself that is going to keep you at bay it's those words that can uplift your spirit when you need it it's those words that maybe sometimes you don't believe it right at that moment but you can keep telling it to yourself every day until the point where it becomes more regular in belief that you are those things first locate and understand what the frequency of feeling good feels like for me. Like what, like, uh, it's just making me think of Jordan's episode because it's just like that sensuality again of like, what feels good? Like what feels good? What is your body craving? What, what does it feel like when your body is happy? When your body is at peace, at ease, like what does bliss feel like for you and whenever, I need a reminder of that, or I'm feeling sad or down or not believing in myself, like doing the things that call my body back to those, the better feelings, the better frequency. And the last thing I'll say about Miss Victoria Monet was, again, another simple reminder that it's just like, oh my gosh, like sometimes it's the simple things, it's the simple things. But she was talking about her schedule and obviously she's a very busy person. And what this reminder was that I love so much was, instead of looking at things as like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. Instead thinking about it as, what do you get to do today? And I'm like, mmm, that's cool. I have like a task list of everything that I need to do. And it's sometimes overwhelming and sometimes scares me. And when I see it, sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, like this feels draining or like, oh gosh like oh here we go about to start doing this okay sometimes it can be really easy to fall into that trap of when we're all moving and it's like we're all hustling and doing a lot of things it's it can start to feel like a drain right it can start to feel like you lose sight of what the whole point of things are and then things start to feel like burdens so the reminder that you get to choose how things show up in your life was So pleasant. One of the things that's on my list that I got to do today was making this podcast episode. So I'm really happy about that and really grateful for the opportunity to be able to come with the last one for the season and celebrate with you all. And the last speaker was the beautiful Coco Jones. If you're not familiar, Coco Jones, had her start um a little bit earlier in her career she's about 25 now she had her start as a kid actor and she was on the disney channel and was doing her thing was making music but then her career kind of dropped off for some point in time where she was not really in the, the limelight still doing work i believe but just not really in the limelight in the same way one would think it's over one would think i don't think it's gonna happen for me one might be willing to give up at that point but Coco did not and now here she is rising up talk of the town people are loving her music she's in shows like bel-air she's doing her thing her career is flourishing and i hope continuing to flourish into bigger and higher skies but i thought that was really important to hear her talking about her journey and hear her talking about why she continued to go. And her big thing was, you have to choose your version of scary. Are you going to be choosing the version where you don't know if you're going to make it, but at least you're chasing your passion? Or are you gonna choose the version where you gave up on your passion and you you went back to home or you did something else to figure out the way something that could get you by whatever the case might be and you're always living with that that thought of what you could have been it's important to hear that because again practicality can sometimes really be just your fear disguised and obviously that we have real realities we have things we need to take care of we need to take care of ourselves but In this one life that we have to live, at least on this this earth, I want to at least know that I worked to get to something that felt good for me and that was not harming anybody else. It's so easy to let that go when you hear the no's, when you see yourself not necessarily going the places that you thought you were going to be in, when you just don't know if it's going to happen anymore. It's just really easy to just pivot and do something else that feels a little bit more practical or feels a little bit more stable. But then just hearing someone remind you that that is not any less scary. Your happiness matters, your passion matters. The things that are going to make you feel like it's worthwhile to wake up each day matter. And honoring that is important to do. And just because it doesn't seem like a clear cut path doesn't mean that the other path that is clear cut is any easier, any better, or any less scarier. What Sterling was saying about as long as that yes is clear in your head, then it doesn't matter what anyone else is saying. She was like the epitome of that to me, because I think it would have just been so easy to give up when your career changed and things were not looking so hot anymore. And, you know, I can only imagine what that must have felt like in that moment for her of just, I don't know what my career is gonna look like. I don't even know like if I might have to wrap this stuff up and it might just have to be like, okay, let's go get a job and get myself on my feet. But the the commitment to the vision is just so important for us as viewers, as fellow creatives to be able to see another creative commit to the vision and go through the ups, the downs, the lows, the highs in order to arrive at a place that feels good in order to arrive in a place that feels aligned with where you're going and is just reaffirming you're going in the right direction and it's scary but it's exciting too those are just four of the speakers that left us with incredible impactful words and reminders and i just gotta say like again like it was it was so inspiring. I felt so full. I felt so energized to come back home and create and get back into it. As Danya was saying, you want your product to either help people save time, make them feel good, or help them solve a problem. I honestly feel like damn near all three of those were hit. I feel great. I save time in the sense of trying to find all compile all this information somewhere else and watching like who knows tons of videos just to get to the same place and it just kind of gave me the medicine i need for any creative doubt i'm having in this moment i'm gonna need it again i'm gonna need it again for sure but at least for right now it helped soothe something and it was just all around fire there was some affordable food the porta potties looked beautiful i was like what is this lux they gave us drink tickets. Obviously, we get drink tickets at other places, but it was like the standard, a good, a good amount. Three three drink tickets is really solid. It's really solid because I had I don't like when it's like one. Like what am I gonna do with this one? Or just, you know, even two. Two is kind of like, okay, I'm really I have to really have to space this out. But three is nice. Like three is nice. And then on top of that, when you have all these other events and stuff happening, it's like you get to space it out really well. They had so many um free things. I was going around getting so many free things. I think the most I paid was $30 for ballet. And if I had just taken an Uber or if I had just parked my car myself. I would have paid nothing besides for my food of course i got goodies from sephora i got a new sephora um fanny pack got some new hair products i got a a t-shirt made i got to do a promo for the amazon prime show i'm a virgo that's based in oakland which i had not heard anything about this but i did like a 30 second commercial promo with the car used in the um in the show another thing that i loved was they were giving out water there were little like coolers or something like that of vitamin water like it was just well thought out everything was so it was just so well organized i couldn't stop smiling and everyone who i met around me was on the same tip a good vibe a good energy just enjoying the space that this was and it was also cool to see so many black content creators so many black entrepreneurs. It's really cool to be surrounded by that because sometimes it can feel really isolating doing what you're doing. It can feel really hard, you know? And also, I guess, in a city where people say there's not a lot of black people. Personally, I do believe there are a lot of black people in LA. I think we're just really spread out. So any opportunity to be able to see so many of us is really cool because it's just another reminder to me that we are out here. LA is a black city, okay? There are black people here. There are black people here. We are doing our thing. We are creating, we are connecting. We're not all just on some like superficial stuff because that's just the the narrative that's been given to LA, but there's so many narratives working here and it's just a nice reminder to see that because there's so many beautiful people I met that I'm just like, yes. This is why I love it out here. I love it out here. And I love being around these types of environments because it fuels me. It gives me life and allows me to come back onto my podcast, go back into the world and bring my full self, bring my full creative self and step into it. So anyhow, y'all, I've blabbed enough. I have talked and reflected enough. But again, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being by me and sticking by my side throughout this whole season. I have really cool stuff coming up for season two. I have really cool things I'm going to be working on to make our community feel a lot more like a community, or at the very least to touch base with you in different ways off of social media. And I'm looking forward to just continuing the conversations and Bringing us to a place where we can face our anxieties on different topics and cultivate a good connection with ourselves, our minds, our spirits, so we can go out into this world and know that we're good. We're okay. We are facing our anxieties with a little bit of boldness or a lot of it, whichever you want. But until next season, stay well, stay blessed, and stay beautiful.